I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works, and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. Hey, what I know from my 12 years of helping designers create thriving businesses is that the biggest and most prominent challenge that they face is not being aware that their money story so to speak, their closely held beliefs and rules about money. And that means, you know, how much you think you can have, how much you think you can charge, how much you think people will pay you, (laughs) how much things should cost, even talking about money as a taboo. All of that stuff represents scarcity in a mindset. And that is not in alignment with your ideal client. You know, the one that has the really good budget and the great project and makes decisions easily and wants the best of everything, that represents abundance. And when we have those two things in opposition and not in alignment, designers struggle finding the client they want, right? It's just, it's that clear. Now, I want to share a quote with you from Eric Butterworth. He's one of my favorite guys. He writes about creativity. And if you're interested in his stuff, you might look it up. He's he's a good, he's a good writer. But he says, prosperity, okay, I use the word abundance, but he says prosperity is a way of living and thinking and not just money and things. Well, that's interesting, right? The other half of that quote is poverty, which I like to call more softly, I guess, scarcity, is a way of living and thinking and not just money and things. Okay. So what that means is that that lack of money broke is a temporary situation. That happens to everyone. But consistently living in less than, not enough, worried about where the next meal's coming from, where the next client's coming from, where the next dollar's coming from is a scarcity mindset. And it's a way of thinking and a way of being rather than something that happens to you. Okay. You are the, the co-creator of this situation. Well, the first time somebody said that to me, it stopped me in my tracks. I was like, really? I had always believed that, that what was outside, the outside forces shaped what I could do and what I could have and what I couldn't have. And what this is saying is that your mindset, what you believe to be true, subconsciously, it's all under the surface, of course, subconsciously actually has a whole lot to do. You co-create your reality, okay, with this. And if your thinking is in scarcity, that's what you create, okay? And by the way, all of this thinking stuff, all of this is under the surface. It's all subconscious, okay? Now, subconscious is is, uh, really important, okay? Why? Well, John Ashraf, he's an expert in that. You know, you might look him up too. He does a lot of work in that. Um, He was originally in The Secret. Okay, if that gives it some reference, but, but, you know, his, his, his research says that 95% of your actions come from your subconscious and 5% come from your conscious side. 
right? So even though you really want to do something, that part isn't in charge. It's the subconscious that's in charge. Okay. And energetically, that's really important because the vibration that you give out around you, now we're talking about energetic stuff here. Okay. The, the energetic vibration that you carry around with you that over your own value and worth as a designers and, and your opinions about, about what others are willing to pay you or what they're willing to pay for stuff, things, furniture, cabinet, lighting, all of that stuff determines the level of client you attract. Okay. Now think about that. All right. It's your vibration that draws people to you. So this is law of attraction. Okay. Like attracts like. Okay. And in order to attract the client you want, you have to think like the client you want. You've got to get that piece undone. And all of this stuff about money and our worth and our value and what we should do and how much we should charge and all that comes out of our childhood. It's all, all stuff that happened when you were a kid that, that developed those rules essentially that you run on. Now, I want to question rules that my childhood brain made out of something that happened to me when I was five years old, and I made sense of it by saying, oh, well, then I must I must not be worth anything. I, I really need to give myself away in order for people to love me, something like that. That is not makes sense when you're five, but it doesn't make sense when you're an adult person in business, okay? It's not something you want to pull up and through here, okay? So, so your thought patterns determine the level of client you attract, okay? So if you're attracting clients that want to DIY or they want to shop on Wayfair or they're constantly pushing back on pricing and looking stuff on the internet and, you know, part of that setup, the, the technical part is setup, but the energetic part is that you are drawing people who are like you to you, okay? And that likely is not what you want. Right. So perhaps you need to take a look inside and see what's going on there. What's really, what's really happening. Okay. This is something that we work on here at IDBA. We do a lot of monthly workshops on this because we want our members to break through this, this piece about mindset. What it, you know, what it takes to change that. And it can be changed. I mean, it's not like, you know, you're, this is where you're coming from and you're stuck there forever. It's just, this is where you're coming from and you don't realize how powerful that stuff is because it's all subconscious, right? So the conscious part of you, the 5% is trying so hard to get those good clients and serve them well and do and be a great designer, yet this underlying subconscious stuff is pulling you back underwater, okay? And pulling underwater, meaning pulling you back into those kinds of, drawing those kind of clients that you don't want, that make you crazy, you don't make any money, it doesn't work, that kind of thing. So, so we here at IDBA work on that a lot because that's what has to happen first before you get all the other stuff. So here's some questions to ask yourself, okay? Actually, from, uh, from one of our workshops, this is just a little piece of it, but some things to maybe develop a little awareness around what's going on. So here you go, all right? Have you ever, have you ever said yes to a potential client's request for a discount or to change a payment schedule, or to, to make something better for them without changing the job scope on your side, okay? In other words, giving yourself away to get a job. Have you ever spent your time designing a project without a budget, 
because the client doesn't know and won't share the budget. And when you go to present it, it just blows up and you have to do it again. All right? There's another one. Here's number three. Deciding in advance of presenting that the client can't afford it and adjusting your margin or markup on the product so they can have it. Okay? That's a thoughtful one. How about this one? Deciding to source a less expensive product because, well, this one's just too expensive and it would be really safer to present something less expensive because I know she'll buy it. Okay? You know, all of us have done this stuff, so I don't want to beat you up, right? But, but you know, I have a collection of these things. I have pages of this stuff, and I'm not going to do it all of it, but I just want to throw some of that out there because it's endemic for us. It's We're in this weird position of, of where our money story affects our business and our ability to serve a high-end client. And unless we can get that put aside and operate without that, we won't ever get to where we want to go. All right, so here's a few more. How about applying a smaller purchasing fee to a very expensive product and a larger purchasing fee to an inexpensive product? Okay, with the idea of an expensive one, well, I don't need to make that much. I mean, if the table wholesale is twelve thousand, you know, if I put four on it, that'll be fine. I, you know, I don't need to make I don't need to make another twelve thousand dollars and sell it at retail. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, <laughs> but you can really cut your nose off doing that sort of thing because you're responsible for that product. Just, just saying, just saying. Okay. And, and here's a good one. Have you, have you ever felt that you don't understand how the money works in your business? You don't know your numbers. You don't know if you're in, you've got a profit. You don't know if you, you're not a profit. You're not paying yourself. You don't know how to read your reports and your books. Okay. That's a problem. Oh, have you ever, have you ever caught yourself charging less than others charge because you believe that's how you can get your business and that you won't get the job otherwise unless you make yourself cheaper? Okay. Think about that one. Have you ever shared your product discount? Okay. There's a big scarcity piece. It's like, oh, it's like saying, oh, they can't afford it. They can't afford it if I don't give it to them at a really good deal and share my discount. And perhaps I'm not worth it being paid to be a designer and pay for all the furniture. There's a whole little mindset game in there going on. Something about your own self-worth that, well, if they're paying me, then they shouldn't have to pay so much for the furniture. Really? You're supposed to take that hit? They have way more money than you do. All right, so can you see where these things are going? There's some some interesting stuff happening here, you know, and it's all under the surface. It's all these games we play with ourselves to justify things, to bring clients in, to do things that we think will bring clients, but actually don't. They actually bring the wrong clients sort of thing. Okay, how about this? Have you ever allowed someone not to pay you promptly? Allowed somebody's bill to go on for months and months? Okay. Or have you ever delivered merchandise to someone who's not current on their payments? Okay, there's another tough one. Or have you ever not sent your invoices out promptly? Like for time, if you're running time, you need to do it every two weeks. Okay, you got to be on this, on this, on this. I have, I have talked to designers who did jobs, get a great job, they have a great relationship with this guy. They never build them. They never build their time until they get to the end. They're, they're, you know, three months out of finishing that job and never build the time. How are they going to do it now? And what does that say about self-worth? Okay. 
There's all of that stuff, all of that stuff going on. Okay. Here's a few more that are more about general money and how you feel about it. It's about, have you ever not honored the details in your contract? Okay. Your letter of agreement, your contract should have deliverables in it. It should be very specific about what your deliverables are. Are you delivering more than what you contracted for? I doubt that you're ever doing less. Okay. I know that doesn't happen. Everybody over delivers. Everybody over delivers. All right. And that's another thing we could talk about, but not today. <laughs> okay. But, but paying attention to the de- honoring the details of your contract of your letter of agreement and doing what it says or allowing someone else not to honor the details in your contract. Okay. And that means standing up for self for what it says in that letter of agreement and standing your ground. We call it keeping your shape. All right. Not letting somebody who's perhaps a bully, <laughs> a wealthy bully or something like that, push you out of shape and take advantage of you. No, this is how I work. All right. Have you ever delayed investing in your business or your career? Okay. Or your personal growth? The things that would actually get you there? Okay. This happens a lot with women. And we're not used to investing in ourselves and taking care of ourselves this way. But it's the only way that your business grows, right? And the only way that you get to where you want to go. Have you ever, have you <laughs> ever been in a position where you spend as much as you make? Even when your income is growing, you're still spending it all. Okay. Have you ever hit the end of the year and your accountant says, gee, you made $30,000 profit this year besides what you paid on your salary? And you go, where is it? And he says, well, I guess you spent it already. Okay. It's another one. That's the, that's the money running through your fingers. The, the money leaks coming through. All right. That's a, that's a sign of scarcity as well. Or I'll leave this final one, going into debt to purchase luxury items. Okay. Now we all like luxury stuff. We all like good stuff, but creating debt for it is probably not the smart thing. Creating debt for investing in your business or investing in yourself is a reasonable thing to invest in and create a debt and pay it off. Debt for luxury items, not so much. Not so much. Those are rewards that should come up, come at the end. Okay. So <laughs> there's this lesson in scarcity and how we need to get out of it, how to identify it, actually, how to identify it with the the things you're doing and realize that that kind of the thinking that goes behind those things, okay, is that scarcity mindset. And the scarcity mindset cannot attract the high-end client that you want, okay? You have to be able to shift it, okay? If you're saying, yes, I've done that to, to any of it, all right? And not just a few, but, you know, any of it or a lot of it. Most of us have done all of those things. I mean, I have a big collection of that stuff. Right? I've been doing this for a while. I've been a designer for a long time. So, you know, I know, I got, I got you. I know, I know what it is, right? And if you're doing that kind of stuff, I mean, that is, that is a reflection of a scarcity mindset. And that really gets in your way of trying to, to, to get to the client you want. Because you really need to pay attention to your wealth consciousness and develop that. Because, you know, what I know from 12 years of coaching and teaching designers is that once you get your head in the right place, the rest of it, all the technical, the how-to stuff, the marketing, the finance, the sales, the systems, teams, all those things that we teach, 
all of that becomes easy once you get your head in the right place, okay? And that's that wealth consciousness piece. You've got to make that shift because once that happens, the doors just open and all of this stuff is easy. It just happens, boom, 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 and away you go. Okay, so remember, it's not a big wealthy client that turns you into a high-end designer. It's who you become, your path, and who you become to attract that big wealthy client. Okay, it's all an inside game, all of it. Okay, and once you make that inside game shift, then we can help you with all the technical pieces, worksheets, systems, all of those things to put into place, and it all goes click, 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 and works absolutely beautifully. Okay, so if you'd like to talk about this piece of your business and your life, we'll be happy to talk about it. It is a challenge. It is a challenge that most designers face, and it's one of the first things that we work on when we're doing our our coaching here at Interior Design Business Academy, is we really want to get your mindset shifted over into abundance and out of scarcity. And it's really just recognizing where this scarcity shows up and going, oh, Okay, not that, this. Okay, not that, this. And training your brain to speak in terms of abundance and not scarcity. All right, so all of that's possible, okay? Don't feel alone. Don't feel like I beat you up over this because it's really, it's a very, very common piece and nobody talks about it much, but you know me, I'll talk about it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want you to be profitable and, and make plenty of money. Okay. We don't, we don't chase money for money. What money does for you, you know, it doesn't make you happy. It does give you a lot of choices that you didn't have before. Okay. And for that reason, it's, it's a lovely thing to have around for you and your family and that sort of thing. So if you want to talk about this, just sign up for a clarity call. We'll be happy to, to talk about where, you know, where you are now, where you could get to, how that all works. You just go to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com, click on coaching. All right. And sign up for a call. There's no obligation there. We're happy to talk to you about that and perhaps figure out what's going on with you and so that you could make this shift. And, and have the kind of, of design business you're really after. Okay, so till next time, design something beautiful and get paid with your worth. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on clear, proven, repeatable, step-by-step recipes for attracting ideal luxury clients I share in each episode. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. Till next week, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth.